For visionaries who are destined to fulfill their God-given purpose through vision, by faith, and with work. Work, 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 with work. Faith, vision, faith, with work. Work, 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 with work. Faith, vision, faith, with work. Faith, with work. Faith, vision, vision, with work. Faith, with work. Faith, vision, vision, with work. Welcome to episode six of Four Visionaries Only Podcast. Today I want to talk about having flaws. I want to talk about being flawed for purpose and how favor outweighs flaws and how your flaws are good enough. So I had a conversation with one of my closest friends the other night about how it's so hard to be this perfect Christian. See, growing up, I was always told no one should be surprised when you say you're a Christian. This statement has a lot of good, but also a lot of questionable connotations. Just imagine having that in your head at a young age. I pretty much counted myself out a long time ago. Like this Christian stuff, it might not be for me. Because I know I'm sure people would be surprised that I'm a Christian. So at a young age, I was already convinced that there was a certain way to be a Christian and that if you weren't in this act right category, you just weren't worthy enough. The more I think about this statement, I realize how much it adds a lot of pressure to what it really means to be a Christian. I mean, is Christianity about how others view you? Is it about having a certain behavior, acting a certain way, talking a certain way, a certain way that you have to dress? Or is it about being saved, having a yearning and growing relationship with God? I mean, that's what I thought it was. So as I grew older and older, it I mean, I never got any more quote unquote Christian like I mean, from the time when I was young in elementary school, middle school, high school, I mean, I started growing to believe that maybe I'm just not Christian-like. I knew people were like, what, Jasmine? It ain't no way. I mean, she curses. She talks hella mess. And then let's not talk about college. I mean, in college, I smoked. I turned up. Come on. Everybody was probably like, ain't no way. And they counted me out. But little do they know, almost every Sunday I was in church. I mean, I was always taught that you can be out going to the club, doing whatever you want to do till whatever times of the night. But it was always instilled in me that Sunday morning you wake up and you go to church, period. Like no questions. Church was always something that just was like non-negotiable for me. But isn't that funny how we can say, but I go to church like that's always a rebuttal. But I go to church, though. Like, what does that even mean? To me, it meant, I know God more than you think I do. I mean, I've been in church my whole life. You can judge me all you want, but I know God. This makes me think of another conversation I had with an old friend. We talked about the difference between knowing of God, like, you know, that person you've always been familiar with and you've learned about and heard about your whole life. 
But in our conversation, we talked about how so many of us have been Christians for as long as we can remember. I mean, like we was born a Christian. And I'll say how crazy it is that I've been a quote unquote Christian for 26 plus years, but I just started walking with Christ last year. I mean, I've been known him for as long as I thought I could remember, but I didn't really know him until now. He was always that one go-to person I always kind of knew of. But once I got to know him like that, like that, that changed the game. See, loving God from a distance versus actually walking with God. That's what we were talking about. We talked about the difference between talking to God and knowing how to listen for him. I mean, there's so many of us who think God is dope and we think God is cool from afar. But it's like, do you really know him in real life, though? I remember when I started walking with Christ, it was like my conversations went from a one-way street to a two-way constant conversation. Like, wow, he talks back. When some of us go to church, but we don't really know God, our relationship is really surface level. All we know is praying and what we're taught. We ask God for favors and he handles things for us. He watches over us. I mean, I always knew I had favor over my life. I knew he protected me from certain situations. But looking back at the relationship I used to have with God, it it makes me feel like I was fake. I acted like I knew him. But were we really cool like that? Like, do you know the difference? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or do I sound a little crazy right now? Like, y'all, I have been talking to God my whole life but never started listening to God until last year. Like, I remember when God told me to quit my job, I was like, wow, it's like I can hear his voice. And then I started thinking, like, this is what they've been talking about growing up in the church. This is that leap of faith they was always talking about. This is that you got to be obedient to what God says they always talking about. I didn't really know it for myself. And so I had to experience it. And I was like, whoa, this is it. (laughs) We're here. You know, you always hear about someone at the funeral is getting up and talking about how they knew the person that passed away and And they were just so close and all the family members are looking at them crazy. Like, I never heard of you before. And just the whole relationship is questionable. Like, are you sure you really knew them or are you just up here putting up a show? Like, I feel like that's how I felt. That's how that's how I was with God. I mean, lucky for us, he's not dead and he still lives. But I feel like I would have been that old distant friend who would have went up on the podium and said I knew God. I mean, I I would call when I needed something, but I never really knew him. God deserves a true, genuine relationship with us. I mean, think about it. He's the realest person we all know. He's the most loyal, most trustworthy person we all know. And he don't judge. Like, that's the perfect friend you want to have. Come on now. The best friend. The ideal friend. The friend you want your friends to act like. But you know what I found to be the craziest thing and that I really want to just denounce this whole notion on my podcast today? You don't have to be a certain kind of person. 
You don't have to act a certain kind of way. You don't have to talk a certain kind of way to be close to God and to get close to God and to really, really know God for yourself. So back to the conversation I was having with one of my close friends, we was talking about like, what is this perfect Christian, right? I remember talking about this in a past episode in season one. I talked about if God died for our sins, then what makes us think that we need to be perfect? I mean, we really have to just denounce this whole notion because God is really not out here checking for your flaws, sis. Being a perfect Christian is just unrealistic. And the thought of it alone is just discouraging. When I first started walking with God, And I first understood that that was a a different kind of journey I had never traveled before. All of a sudden, I started feeling real self-conscious. I started feeling like like someone was going to walk up to me and check me for my letters to make sure I'm real. Make sure I knew what I was talking about. Making sure I could quote some scripture and I I knew the Bible off the top of my head or something. I remember this overwhelming feeling of, Everything I was doing just felt wrong. I was back to thinking like, would people be surprised if I'm a Christian? Am I acting Christian enough? Do I look like a Christian? Oh, maybe I can't wear that anymore. I probably should throw this away. Maybe I shouldn't hang out with them no more. I mean, when first starting your walk, it's a delicate time. It's a very sacred time. When God really starts talking to you heavily and it's like a God you never knew before, a side of God you had never met before. And it's just like, wow. It's like God is finally finally telling you, welcome home. You're finally coming home. You've been his child your whole life, but you finally came back home and fell in his arms and let him hold you. But this being quote unquote perfect, that will discourage you from your walk with God. Like, dang, I'm never going to be good enough for God. I might as well give up now. Maybe you don't feel like you don't fit in with the quote unquote in crowd of Christianity. Maybe there's people more holier than you who make you feel like, oh, you can't sit with us. I was telling my friend how crazy I thought it was that God even wanted to use me. I mean, I've been through the wilderness. I done been through some stuff. I've hung with some people. I had no business. I've been empty at my lowest points, literally face on the ground. I've experienced substance abuse like me, God, really me. Out of all the good and great people doing awesome things in this world, you want to use me. And guess what God said? Yes, I don't care. I choose you. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out from among them. You don't belong over there. You're different. You know you're different. And I'm tired of you acting like you're like everybody else. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you up. I want you. You are my daughter. You are the one I want to show my mighty works in. You are the one that's going to spread my good news. Yeah, you, sis. Then all of a sudden you go from kind of knowing God to to walking with God and now being called by God. What the what the what? (laughs) Right. Like, what does this mean, God? Then all the pressure comes back all over again. 
Will people be surprised that I'm called? Will people be shocked to find out that God wants to use me? Oh, now I got to buy longer skirts. I got to walk with my head a little higher. I have to talk different than I did before. People you're going to think who are your best friends, they're going to think you're different. They're going to think you're not fun anymore. Your friend groups, and it will naturally start to change. It's not something you're going to physically have to do. Sometimes we think we have to physically take matters into our own hands and physically change ourselves and physically change everything around us. But God is saying, all you have to do is walk with me. All you have to do is listen to me. All you have to do is grow with me. All that stuff is naturally going to happen. Let me handle that. I'm going to have the friends who aren't your friends slowly fall off. I'm going to have the people that shouldn't be in your life be removed. All I need you to do is focus on your relationship with me and what I tell you to do. But sometimes we can't do that. We're like, oh, I need to just change up my friend group. I need to change what I wear. I need to I need to start acting different. We're adding all of this pressure on ourselves. We're like, oh, we're an example. We're the poster child of Christianity. We're the face of Christianity. So we have to figure out how to create some kind of Christian poker face that we have to always have on. I remember talking about this in the first episode of season two. It's like you're going to feel like you're going through an identity crisis. You start saying, who am I? God is stripping you. And you're starting to peel and you're starting to shed and you're shredding the person that you used to be. But that's a God process. That's a process that he naturally does. You don't have to start ripping your skin off. You don't have to start naturally trying to flip your world upside down. You're allowed to just go through the journey and allow God to have control over what that even means. What does it mean? What kind of Christian you are? What does it mean? Am I Christian enough? You can't get so focused on the title, you forget the relationship. When God told me that he wanted to call me and he wanted to use me, I honestly had no idea what that meant, but I knew I had to move. I knew I had to listen to him. I knew this wasn't a game anymore. I can't be out here playing anymore. It's like I remember focusing so much on acting like a Christian That I even started feeling uncomfortable around people. I started feeling uncomfortable in things that normally were my element. And it's so funny that I thought of this analogy. But it's like I was a a little Christian cookie that wasn't done baked yet. Like, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. I can't. You can't open the oven. I'm not done cooking. I'm not done yet. Then one day I realized, like, despite my flawed self and how much I felt like dang I need to know my bible more like dang there's other christian leaders around me and they're they're out here doing great things and maybe that's what god wants me to do I need to I need to get myself together like I had to get a grip some of us have to get a grip there's no such thing as a perfect christian I remember I had got so passionate about telling people like no No, y'all just don't understand. We have to live for Christ. We have to change our ways. We can't keep giving God our excuses. That I forgot that that doesn't happen overnight. That's why it's called a journey. That's why it's called a process. We're going to fall short. We may fall off. But as long as we seek his face and cling to his hand again and again, every time we're going to be straight. There has to be a balance between being a Christian and being yourself. 
Yes, yourself is a Christian, but you can't be so much of a Christian. You have no identity and you lose your true self trying to prove a point to the world. God is here to change our hearts, our minds and our spirits. But the physical, that's something that you're going to have to work on. There's only one you. He made us all different for a reason. Yes, he renews our mind, but we all think different. We dress different. You're allowed to have your own style. You're allowed to talk a little slang and use your neighborhood jargon. He wants your heart. With your heart came your spirit. With your spirit came the way you think about things and how you view the world. But you're still you. You can't get caught up in all this this Christianity and what it's supposed to be. You love God, right? You want to live for God, right? You want to please God and make his good works known. That's all he needs from you. So delete everything the world and people say about you. And remember what God said. Of all the people in the crowd who were out here doing great things, who act better than you, who look better than you, he chose you. There are so many negative connotations attached to being religious nowadays. It's hard to be an outright proud Christian. I mean, I found myself getting into debates and I've realized that I just really can't can't do that. But it's this battle of spirituality and religion. So many, literally so many Christians want to call themselves spiritual because they honestly feel like they are not following all the rules of what it means to be a Christian. They don't feel like they meet the qualifications and the prerequisites of what it means to be a Christian. So they result in just calling themselves spiritual. They get so caught up in church drama and church hurt and things that other people, quote unquote, man, And the drama that they come with, that they forgot this is all about God. We're all sinned. We're all flawed. And we're allowed to be. You don't have to be spiritual. You can still be flawed and be a Christian. You can still be flawed and be religious. You can still be flawed and have a relationship with God. You can still be flawed and he still will love you and he still will want to use you. So before I close out this podcast, I just want to denounce a couple of misconceptions and myths. I want you to be great and I want you to be shackle free. I had to break those shackles, those shackles of judgment, those shackles of comparison. I had to break those shackles over my life so I can walk into being the Christian that God wanted me to be and not what the world expected. So number one, you're allowed to still grow. You're allowed to still bake in that oven. You're allowed to not be done yet. You don't have to rush it. You're allowed to not be perfect and make mistakes. Like, I just really want you to know this. I hate the thought of somebody making a mistake and somebody doing something so crazy as sinning that they all of a sudden feel like they can't be a Christian. They all of a sudden feel like they can't go up in the church because they can't show their face. Which goes to my next point, number two. You can still walk in the church and it won't burn up. I don't care what you did. You can always repent and come to Jesus. Know that. I just really don't like this notion. People really get scared to walk up in the church because they think the church is going to catch on fire because they've been living in sin. 
Something people don't talk about enough is God doesn't see sin greater than the other. We as man think, oh, well, she has more sin and her sin is worse than mine. God sees sin as sin. He knew we were going to sin. He knew we were sinners. That's why he sent Jesus to die for our sins. So us trying to compare our sins is really just petty and unproductive. We're all living in sin. The people in the church, the people without church, the people who don't know church, we all are sinners. Your sin is not greater than the other. Come to Jesus. The door should always be open. And lastly, I just want to say your flaws define your testimony. Now, this is important. You're going to go through things. You're going to fall flat on your face. Sometimes you might feel like you're falling out of touch with God and you're not being the Christian that you're supposed to be. But I just want you to know that that is okay. See, we have to allow God to give us a testimony. A testimony is when you go through some things and you come out of it. So yes, that means that God is going to put you through some things. You are going to fall into some things. But when God brings you out of it, that is your testimony. You focus so much on being perfect and everything that you need to avoid in your life. But there's some things that God wants you to go through. There's ups and downs in life. Being a Christian doesn't excuse you from having downs. It doesn't excuse you from being down and out. It doesn't excuse you from depression. It doesn't excuse you from anxiety, from stress, from mental breakdowns. It doesn't excuse you from anything. It doesn't excuse you from bad relationships, toxic environments. Being a Christian doesn't excuse you for nothing. It just means we seek God and we seek his face through all of the bad, through all of our flaws, through everything. We just continue to seek him and trust him. That's all it means. And I just don't want us to keep overthinking this. You're allowed to go through things. You're allowed to go through some bad things because God is going to bring you out of it. And that's going to be your testimony. So in closing, your flaws are good enough. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 20 literally says, There is not a righteous person on this earth who always does good and never sins. So I thank y'all for listening to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're following us on Instagram. We haven't been posting lately because we're getting ready to launch our new retreat dates. But I hope you're following us on Instagram. You're subscribed. You're sharing this podcast with your friends. You've given this podcast a rating. You've given us a comment. I mean, I'm just happy that y'all are on this journey with me because God is doing some things in my life. I probably am exactly where you are in life. Maybe I'm a little further in life or maybe I'm a little bit behind you, but I know that God talks to me. I know that God wants me to use my voice and meet people where they are. And I'm never going to try to come off as if I'm holier than thou and you can't sit with me. Like literally, you can sit with me. Because I'm no greater than anybody else. I just want God to use me. And that might just be the difference as I relinquish that control of what it means to be a Christian. A lot of things we do in our walk is not going to make sense. It's going to be confusing. It's going to be hard. 
But we have to have a community. We have to have a sisterhood. We have to have a go-to of people who understand this walk. And I understand. I'll talk to y'all in the next episode.